You're listening to a podcast from Catalyst Vineyard Church, Aberdeen. You can find out more about our church, as well as more talks on our website, catalyst.fin. So now we'll come on to talk about the financial provision that that God has made available to us and how we've used all of those financial resources. Um, The reason why we're talking about this on a Sunday, by the way, is because as a leadership, we have a deep desire for transparency. And so we want you to know where your money's going. And if you have any questions, then you should always please feel free to ask. To the best of our ability, we as a, a team, a staff team, leadership team, trustees and so on, we're trying so hard to steward all of our financial resources towards the vision, which is God is calling us to be a growing, worshipping community of Jesus followers, passionate about being and speaking good news to the world. That's what we're trying to spend our money on. And just so you know, I'm not on commission uh, in case you're wondering. And also, your, everyone's giving is anonymous to the leadership of the church. So none of us in leadership knows who gives or how much you give. It's really just your gift between you and the Lord. And uh, the numbers that I'm going to talk about today are, are for the financial year that, ends on the 30, that ended on the 31st of January this past year. So first of all, we could have the first slide up. So um, we said before COVID that we needed to have a base for every place. We need some kind of bricks and mortar building for every site so that if something happens and we don't have access to our buildings uh, by some you know, strange quirk of fate, then we would have buildings to meet in. And lo and behold, we've, you know, COVID has demonstrated even more why we need to have buildings, a base for every place. So we've been putting money aside. And probably you won't remember this, but almost like two weeks before COVID, we had a gift day. And, and you gave, in one-off gifts, £125,000. And what we did with that money is we didn't spend it. We put it into this fund so that, you know, if and when buildings become available and so on, that money would be available. The rest of that £362,000 comes from a mortgage that we took out when we were so agonisingly close to buying a building for one of the sites. So it fell through at such the last minute that we'd already drawn down the mortgage to pay for it and the trustees decided rather than giving that money back to the bank we would keep that money so we can be agile and ready to respond when a building becomes available and actually now with the interest rates going up that's looked like a really great decision and so we have that money available and but actually, £170,000 of that is set aside to develop the Lawrence Kirk Community Centre that we now own. So the Aberdeenshire Council sold us that building for £1 as a result of the huge amount of work that Neil Simpson did. And so we got that building for a pound. £170,000 will be spent on developing that for the Merns location. And then we've got the rest of that money sat there. And I was, we were so close to being able to announce another building purchase today, but we just... We, I just can't. And so maybe next week, but we're very, very close. And so that that will take pretty much all of that money for those two projects. But we've kept that money and it's been uh, wisely stewarded. Okay, let's look at the income of the church then. 
So over the course of the last year, you gave 829, or nearly 830,000 pounds, which is like an amazing, amazing amount of money. And then the Chancellor of the Exchequer, uh, various Chancellors of the Exchequer, wrote us uh, checks to the value of 154,000 pounds, which is which is wonderful. Um, and uh, just just let me make a few comments on your giving. Because first of all, you might say, well, goodness, that's a, a lot of money. And it is, a, I mean, it is an unbelievable amount of money. It's nearly one million pounds. But, <laughs> but, but um, if you think that we're essentially running eight modest-sized churches all together as one family, actually, that, you know, that's about what you would expect for that, that, those number of churches. Uh, that's the first thing to say. Another thing to say about it is that the income is consistently dropping. And that's a scary place for us as the leaders of the church to be. But the truth is um, that, amazingly, 62 households or individuals in the last year started giving. And if you're one of those, thank you so much. You did a really brilliant thing. And also 20 households or individuals increased your giving during this time, which, again, is hugely, hugely appreciated. In fact, more people started or increased than stopped and decreased. But the net result is still a trajectory that is going down. And we're not... not of course, none of us are surprised by that. We know what the financial circumstances that we're all facing are, but it's just a reality. The second thing to notice about our income is that in years gone by, we would receive every month two or three or four really significant size one-off gifts. So, you know, perhaps you got a bonus at work, or you received an inheritance, or uh, you sold some property, or whatever it was. And as part of the process of thinking about what you would do with that, you asked the Lord, Lord, should I give some of this to the church? And you did. And then during the last while, that's almost completely dried up. And we have had some one-off gifts, but not very many. And so I just would really encourage you, if ever you receive money that you weren't expecting, or that's in addition to your regular income, would you please ask the Lord, like, should I give a proportion of this um, to the ministry of the church? That would be hugely appreciated. And then the other thing to say about the income is, that is not including the £10,000 that you gave towards the Ukraine appeal that we did. And also the more or less £40,000 that you gave to those two church plants in uh, Dundee and Orkney. And so there's an, an additional £50,000 that isn't included in that number. So all, oh, And then the other thing is, that other income, we always have some other income. The reason why that's a big number is because that is the money that was, a uh, chunk of that is the money that was left over from the fellowship in Peterhead that they gave us as part of joining our church family, which is hugely, uh, you guys in Peterhead, thank Thank you so much. We're using that money really carefully. It's awesome. So, so one million pounds is how much the Lord gave us to spend over the last year through your generosity. Thank you so much. Let's talk about how we spent that money then. So first of all, we gave away nearly 160 grand. That's cool, isn't it? That's really cool. So we didn't just randomly just stop people on the street and give it away. We were intentional about how we gave it away. We gave it away to 
um, hang on, where, where have I got it in my notes? Because uh, we give 15% of everything that comes in, we give away to our mission partners. And um, so, for example, there's 11 different mission partners we gave to. Uh, our friends in China run an underground Bible school, and they're training church planters for the persecuted church in China. It's be- we just got a message from those guys this week. It's increasingly very dangerous what they're doing and so for example the, the, the manager of the Bible school was taken off to the police station he was interrogated for 13 hours and he, he was told if your answers aren't right then you won't see your family again and so we must be praying for those guys, I can't say too much about them obviously because it's on the internet but we have to be really holding them up in prayer our friends in Sri Lanka Leslie and Shanti Matthews, Tamil people planting churches like crazy people and uh, just this week, they ran their first significant size gospel outreach uh, since the pandemic, and they led 40 people to Jesus in Sri Lanka. And it's our privilege to partner with people like that, Albania, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, uh, street pastors in Aberdeen, uh, the Vineyard, uh, Teen Challenge, and a whole bunch of others. A chunk goes to transform as well in the ministry that they do all the amazing things that they do to serve the poor in this region. So mission, 160,000. Um, 188,000 of building costs, so it costs money to run buildings. Um, we, we actually spent, I mean, a, a terrifying amount of money replacing the heating system in this building, which um, the last heating system was here when Moses was alive. And so like it, we, we've been, uh, yeah. So, but, but also all of the sites, renting venues for all of the sites and, and hiring vans and all these things cost significant money. So £188,000 on buildings, 235000 Amazingly, exactly, I mean, like, that's not a, a, that's not a made-up number. That is exactly how much we spent, 235000 on operational costs. So these are like the admin team, the finance team, um, the photocopier, the auditing fees, that just everything that it costs to run a church of 1,200 people, uh, and anything that doesn't fit into any of the other categories goes in there, operational costs. The mortgage that we pay in all these kinds of things. Ministry, we spent nearly £320,000 putting boots on the ground in local communities uh, in terms of pastoral care and so on. That's not just the pastor's salaries, but everything that goes towards uh, facilitating ministry around the church. Um, That is uh, a huge amount of money. Next slide. Uh, I'm sounding like, what was the name of the guy? Chris Whitty. Next slide, please. And... um, (laughs) Church, family, life, and worship. So that is all kinds of different things like the Alpha course, the parenting course, the marriage course, prayer ministry, and all of our worship activities and all those kinds of things cost £52,000. Kids, youth, and students, emerging generations, £123,000. And then £48,000 on community hubs. So let me just explain what that is. Like I say, we've been working really hard to to be able to achieve and attain a base for every place. Um, So part of that is the salary, only a proportion of that is the salary for the person who we're employing uh, very part-time to try to achieve that and manage all of those different projects but it's also we have we've spent about £20,000 clearing the site at the Lawrence Kirk location getting rid of a whole load of t- falling down porter cabins and all those kinds of things so in total we spent £1,124,000 over the course of the last year and so then we have the next slide 
So it, this is like the final totalizer of where it all lands. So we began the year with £110,500. That was more than usual. And the reason it was more than usual is because during COVID, we weren't renting lots of our facilities, we weren't hiring vans, we weren't... Um, uh, some of our staff were, went on furlough and all these kinds of things. And so actually we accumulated some money during COVID. We added £1,050. We, we, we had been, for I think six years, putting aside £5,000 a year into this fund, ready for when the boiler was replaced. And this year, we pressed the button. In fact, every time we asked for a quote, they get, it was more than the time we'd asked for before. And we were like, goodness, if this keeps going like this, then it'll be one million pounds just to replace the boiler. And so we, we spent all of the boiler fund this year, and we've got new heating. And do you like the heating? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Uh, and then we spent 1.1 million, and so we carry forward 67,000 pounds. So le again, let me just comment on that. 67,000 pounds seems like a lot of money, unless you're trying to run eight churches with it. In which case, you can imagine, if you were a leader of a church, and you had 8,000 pounds in the bank to carry forward to the next year, and you had a couple of hundred people in your, in your church, you'd be, you'd be nervous about the future. And so that's the actual position we're in. That's, that's, a, that's lovely that we're not starting on zero, but it is a concern, the amount of money that we're carrying forwards. And a few other things to point out. If you look at the difference between what we added, what came in in terms of giving, and what we spent, you can see that there's a gap. Part of that is because we spent about £50,000 on the heating system. But even then, there's still a gap. And so we're very conscious of that as, as leaders and, and we've been taking real efforts to try and trim our cloth according to what we have. Um, we've reduced the number of staff and the number of staff hours. So last year we had an, uh, 18 full-time equivalent staff and this year we have 16 full-time equivalent staff. Again, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? But then you think eight churches, that's roughly speaking two staff per church, that feels like a, an appropriate level of staffing for everything that we're trying trying to achieve. Um, as you'll understand, we're extremely concerned about the cost of living crisis, which is really just a rebranding of the inflation crisis. And we're extremely concerned about the energy crisis. Obviously, you know, our own energy bills are going up hugely during this time, as well as yours. And so uh, we're extremely concerned about how we're going to make it through this crisis as a church family. And so what we're, what we're saying is, like, number one, please don't be reckless in the amount that you give. But please, would you be prayerful and would you be intentional? And we'll make it through this thing as a church family if we all give as much as we can. And so if you have money that you could give today... You know, you might not have money tomorrow, but if you have money that you can give today, then maybe you can give that, and the people who can't afford to give so much at this point, they can't give, but you can, and then maybe that will switch around later on. But we all have to give everything that we possibly can if we want to continue to see God do what he's doing, and we don't have to dramatically, you know, make some big decisions about the, the structure and, and the activities of our church. And so we're asking everyone to pray. And again, let me say what we often say, please will you consider setting up a standing order so that when you're on holiday, your money still comes to church. 
uh, and it's super helpful for the finance team in terms of being able to identify when the money's coming in and, and what's gone missing and all of these kinds of things. So please, if you haven't set up a standing order, and like, like I said earlier on, 200 of you have joined the church in the last year. And if you're not currently giving, please will you add your money to everyone else's. And if we all give what we're able to, then we'll make it through and we'll be able to achieve everything that God is asking us to give. So the, the, the giving details are up on the screen there. They'll be up on all the sites too. If you need to take a picture of that with your phone or whatever just to adjust your giving, then now's the time to do that. It's just as easy... In, some, in lots of cases, to just contact your bank on the, you know, your banking app or whatever and set up a standing order than it is to use the give.catalyst.vin. But you can do either and the money will come through. Finally, I'll just, if you just leave that on the screen for now. Oh. Um, we, we've been really praying about the year ahead and asking the Lord, like, what would be the priority? What, what are the things that we should really be seeking? And, and we feel that the Lord is, is asking us to seek two things. Let's have that next slide. We feel like the Lord is asking us to seek him, that the Holy Spirit would do something powerful within us, but also the Holy Spirit would do something powerful through us. And, and really what, where that's come from is that, that we've been preaching our way through the book of Acts for the last you know, year and a bit. And, and what we've seen time and time again is that the church in the book of Acts is a church on fire. And, and their evangelistic fruitfulness and their impact for the kingdom and the way they're able to plant churches and the way that they're able to withstand the oppression of the culture and the situation around them is all possible because the Holy Spirit fills them again and again and again. And so we want to seek God that he would fill us and work in us and equally we, want to, we, we don't want it to just finish with us. What we want is wherever we find ourselves on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, we want to be full of God there so that we leak out and we make a difference for the kingdom wherever we are. And so we're going to approach that in two different ways. One of the, one of the things that we're going to do is, many of you came to the Holy Spirit conference that we did in, was it May time, something like that? Steve Nicholson came and encouraged us all to just stir up the gifts of the Spirit and to really seek for more of God's presence and power. And as a result of that, God did lots of things in many of us. And so we've decided we're going to do a Holy Spirit conference every three months for the next year. And so the next one I'm excited to announce is in November. I've forgotten the dates. I didn't write them down. In November, John and Ellie Mumford are coming, who are the kind of founding fathers or founding parents of the vineyard in the UK. Full of God. Lovely people. You're going to love it. And that's just the first of four that we're going to do over the next 12 months. The other thing is we're asking everyone to pray. And we're, we're, what, we're, what we're asking everyone who considers themselves part of our church to do is to set an alarm on your phone every weekday at 12 o'clock, or if that work time doesn't work for you, then another time. And we're asking you to pray at 12 o'clock every day, every weekday for the next year. And here's what you're going to pray for. Next slide. Your first prayer you're going to say is, God, would you fill me in this place? Whether you find yourself at the doctor's surgery or the hospital or the school gate or in a lecture theatre or, or um, wherever you find yourself on a Monday lunchtime, Tuesday lunchtime, you're going to say, God, please would you fill me with your Holy Spirit here in this place. Please would it make a difference to my life in this place. First prayer. Second prayer. Please will you use me in this place. 
Like, don't just do something to me. Work through me to the people around me. And then the last thing is, would you save these people around me? And we're going to pray for our work colleagues, the people we're at uni with, the people we're at school with. We're going to be praying for the people in our lives every work, every weekday for a year. And if you just stop to think about it, 1,200 people praying for maybe 10 people. That's 12,000 people that we are going to be praying for and praying that God would introduce himself to them and bring them into the kingdom over the course of the next year. Who knows what could happen? Can you imagine if like a whole bunch of people that we are praying for every day, we then invite them to an alpha course or invite them to church and some of them come and some of them come to faith and we could be standing here in a year's time saying we prayed for all of these people and so many of them came to know Jesus. That's what we're going for. We're going for the Holy Spirit working in us but we're equally going for the Holy Spirit working through us to the world around us. Why don't we stand?